All right, I want to take a moment to wish a very happy birthday to my lovely wife, Michelle. I'm drinking. Because tomorrow, as of this recording, tomorrow will be her birthday. Welcome. I think she's turning like 35 or something. Watch. And then by the time this drops, by the time it goes kerplunk, it will be she and I's anniversary, our anniversary, our 12-year anniversary. Marking the first time you had sex. (laughs) Yeah, on our (laughs) wedding night, as good, proper Christian couples do. Uh, But this is not a brown-nosing podcast. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 7 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen, so why shouldn't movie buffs... Like us. ...decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... All Travisitors Must Report to the Office, a.k.a. Travaledictorian, yes. a.k.a. Travice Principal. Very good. This is the only time I'll be a valedictorian. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, here in the lounge by my co-host and co-producer, Public Education, a.k.a. Leshon Plans, a.k.a. Permanent Expulsion. And we are also extremely excited to welcome back to the show, Chop Shop Regulator, Chapter Book Chelsea, oh. a.k.a. Professional Dechelopment, a.k.a. <laughs> Saved by the Chell. Yes. <laughs> Further description of the show, the tagline says, watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes they're classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture. Suspended. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. Sometimes we succeed like the class clowns we are. Yeah, excellent. That brings us to our first segment, which is movie news. And this is where, throughout the week, we try to pay attention to stories that pertain to our show and that our listeners might find interesting. And I was just saying to you last night that we didn't have hardly any RIPs this week. And then? Then we ended up with four. So rest in peace and rest in power to Anne Ranking, Tony winner and star of Broadway's Chicago. Also the uh, Bob Fosse biopic, All That Jazz, died at the age of 71 in her sleep. Uh, Next, rest in peace and rest in power to John Le Carré, Uh, That was his pen name. I don't have his actual name, but he was an acclaimed spy novelist, and he wrote the novel that Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy was based on. He died at the age of 89 from complications due to pneumonia. Next, Barbara Windsor, star of Carry On and EastEnders, dies at the age of 83. Rest in peace and rest in power to her as well. And then finally, just breaking like this afternoon, uh, the original Boba Fett from the OG Star Wars trilogy has passed away. Jeremy Bullock. Jeremy Bullock. And, and that's really sad because... It really is because there's been a recent resurgence in love for his character due to The Mandalorian. Yes. Um, and so we're, we're not 100% sure how he died. He was, uh, he was up there. Yeah. But I heard he fell into a Sarlacc pit. And so rest in peace and rest in power to him. Next, uh, the cast of Spider-Man 3 just keeps growing with familiar faces. So the most recent ones, and we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. It's like week three now. The most recent ones are Green Goblin and the Sandman. 
who were played by who? Uh, you got Thomas Hayden Church as the Sandman. And then Willem Dafoe as Green, Green Goblin. Goblin. Yeah. And who did James Franco play? Well, he was uh, Green Goblin's son. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I wonder if they'll, I wonder if they'll get him on board. Maybe we'll find out. And <laughs> next, uh, Batman drops an f bomb in Zack Snyder's R-rated Justice League. Ooh, uh oh! I'm gonna I run mean, out and see it now. He already, he already kills people, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, Zack Snyder also leaked that his cut of. Justice League is going to be on HBO Max in March of 2021. And our long national nightmare will finally be over. We're just edging, man. <laughs> Next, Chris Pine is to star in a Dungeons and Dragons movie for Paramount. Ugh. But no matter what. No matter what, it will be better than the first one. The one with uh, Jeremy Irons and Marlon Wayans. And Marlon Wayans. And not, not a knock on either of them for their acting. This just wasn't the right oh, project for them. Oh, it was a bad idea. Uh, next, uh, Shia LaBeouf is accused of sexual battery and assault in a lawsuit by FKA Twigs. That really sucks. I don't it have, does. I don't the, have a joke about it. Yeah, I hope the truth comes out. Yeah. Whatever it may be. And next, this is really some strange kind of crossover era things. Very similar to the, to the Spider-Man multiverse thing. Thomas Jane wants to direct John Barenthal as the Punisher. Now, Thomas Jane, of course, played the Punisher in the second film adaptation of the Punisher. It was originally, of course, played by Dolph Lundgren. Right. And then John Barenthal revived the character in a Netflix series that was canceled too soon. Right. Uh, there was a huge groundswell of support for it to continue being a show. And now Thomas Jane wants to direct a movie version of John Barenthal's version of that character. It's crazy. I, I think it's pretty cool. Well, apparently Thomas Jane is a, a comic book writer. Oh, I didn't know that. In addition to being an actor. In addition to being Thomas Jane. Yeah. Uh, next, Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville are hospitalized. Big surprise. Oh on Jackass 4 following a treadmill accident. Yeah. Now, set it up for us. Give me, a, give me a picture. What's going on here? Well, first of all, it's like the second or third day of filming. <laughs> and, and they're in their 50s. And they have, which, you know, in stuntman terms, they're like 80. Yeah. And they have uh, treadmills going at full speed. Uh huh. And they're both jumping on the full speed treadmills, carrying giant musical instruments. Okay, like like, <laughs> like like a tuba, maybe. <laughs> so. It is. It is a funny visual. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then so, I'm picturing that if there's a tuba, and then either one of their heads wound up in the tuba, or the other end of the tuba wound up in one of them. Yeah. Ooh. Very possible. And our last story of the week. This You brought this to my attention last night, and it is hilarious. Scott Stapp will portray Frank Sinatra in the forthcoming biopic, Reagan. Biopic, Reagan. Uh, it'll be the Creed Singers feature film debut. Old blue eyes. <laughs> and so for the <laughs> listeners uh, who did not come of age at around 1999 uh scott staff was the lead singer of a band called creed that started out as a christian rock band and then got really really famous for about a year and then fell off the earth and didn't didn't scott staff make a sex tape after his creed career plummeted pretty sure he did uh also confession Creed was the first band. Well, they were the headliner at the first concert I ever went to. It was Creed, Fuel, and Finger Eleven. 
And uh, Chelsea, you said you've seen Finger Eleven, right? Yeah, lots but of We're times. not talking about last Friday night. Oh, <laughs> right. Ouch. <laughs> Chelsea has a late breaking story. Oh, yes, please. There's a Hulu like miniseries, I think it's going to be, about Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Okay. And just cast. Okay. And do we, do we recognize, will we recognize who the actors are? Yeah, it's Lily James and Sebastian Stan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see Sebastian Stan. Yeah. I cannot see her. Lily James. I She seems too wholesome. She's so proper. Yeah. Uh, but she has gotten naked a couple times so. uh, in her life. And um, I think, are they going to, she's probably going to have to wear some sort of like augmented or like CG. They're going to have to CGI augment know. her yeah. because uh, Pamela Lee it has big old fake ditties. Um, so... I wonder, I wonder, that's probably not going to be very good. Who you knows? Think? Maybe it could be amazing. You it, don't know. It might be amazing. They are both very good actors. It's got to be better than the last movie I saw with Pamela, Pamela and Tommy Lee <laughs> on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that one? Yeah, I watched yeah. Below Deck there's three, all the time. There's three people. <laughs> there's three people in it. There's uh, Pamela, Tommy Lee, and then the captain of the boat, which is Tommy Lee's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Ahoy, matey. He, he was billed as Captain Stabbin. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap us up on movie news for this week. Is that the bell ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Hey, clowns and jokers. Here I am, stuck in the prison with you. Tommy Lister was 62. Not as young as you thought, but certainly not old either. You know, the fellow that was in the band with Crosby, Nash, and Young was Stephen Stills, not Steels. I'm going to drag out the LPs of the soundtracks of Pretty in Pink, 16 Candles, and The Breakfast Club and get my vinyl on. See you Neo Maxi Zoom Dweebies next time. All right. Thank you, Dana, for that. I'm sorry for my uh, stellar mispronunciation. And other than that, it doesn't sound like we did too bad last week. So hopefully we don't get too many demerits. That will close the doors on the Department of Corrections Department for this week, bringing us to the theme of the episode. And this is rather timely because around this time of year is generally the end of the semester for uh public schools and universities. So we're going to be talking about a subject that I can't believe we haven't done before, and it's teacher movies. What do you guys think? It's ripe for the picking. There are plenty of them. There are a yeah. lot of them. Some good, some some not so not so good. Uh, some that are barely passing. Uh, <laughs> some are auditing. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, yeah. thoughts on the genre? It's pretty cheesy. Yeah. The genre? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, Dead Poet Society isn't terribly cheesy. I'm saying like majority of oh, these like teachers. Okay. Like back to school? Yeah. I think that definitely a lot of the teacher comedies are very cheesy, but they, they either go that route entirely or they go super dramatic. Um, like yeah. a lot of the ones we're going to be talking about today. All right. That being said, let's go into our midnight double feature. And this is where we go around the panel and we each talk about two movies that we feel are related to the subject and that we feel like kind of relate to each other and that would make a good pairing for a double feature. So Chelsea, would you like to go first? Oh, uh, sure. So my two movies, one is based in fantasy land 
and one is based in reality. Okay. Um, Fantasyland is 1984 Teachers. All right, I've not seen this. Uh, Nick Nolte, Joe Beth Williams, and No Sean. Joe Beth Williams does not get naked in everybody's high school. She got naked in this one. <laughs> and she should be a sex offender because okay. there were minors in there. <laughs> Whoa. So I need to watch it. Yes. I guess. Um, you're more of a Joe Beth Williams fan than I am, Sean. Yeah. Um, but I'll watch it just for you. And tell me more. Tell me more what's I mean, going it wasn't, on here. It wasn't a bad movie. It just... It, kind of the trope that a lot of these fall into it's just it's not realistic it's at the teacher all. versus the administration oh yeah man. i mean Fight it's one power. of those and it's just yeah it was entertaining nick nolte's kind of a maverick teacher uh but he has good intentions he chooses when he wants to come in like tell me you're not gonna get fired for reals yeah. i mean it's it's just crazy who else is in that besides those two? Oh, judd, judd hirsch. hirsch oh nice oh fucking ralph the Karate Kid. Oh yeah, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> He's a student in it. Yeah. That's and right. Richard. That's right. um, Richard Mulligan. Mulligan. Oh, his character is the Remind best. Remind me, Richard Mulligan. He was. He was in uh, Sob. Uh, he was in the TV series Soap. He was in Empty Nest, the TV series that was a spinoff okay. of the old Golden gotcha, Girls. Gotcha. Gotcha. He was an escaped mental patient who just like showed up at school one day as the substitute teacher <laughs> and teach- was brilliant. He was a brilliant American history he teacher. He was like, you would dress in full costume as the uh-huh. characters, the, the historical figures that were discussing. I'm kind of on board with this movie. It's a fun movie. <laughs> it's fun. It's just not realistic is and, all I'm saying. And you, okay. can't, you can't beat the intro. It's Teacher, Teacher by 38 Special. Excellent. All right. What are you going to pair that with, Chelsea? Uh, I'm pairing that with 2006 uh, Chalk. It's a, okay. it's a mockumentary. Mm. Mostly focuses on like rookie teachers. So like Christopher Guest style? Yeah. Actually, you know, I found out who did this. It's Morgan Spurlock, the guy who did Super Actual, Size Me. Actual Size documentary. Me. It's guy. not. It's a mockumentary. That's interesting. Yeah. He's kind of taking a tangential route there. So it mostly focuses on rookie teachers mm-hmm. and um, a teacher who has moved into an AP role. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's real life. I mean, the teachers complain about each other. They complain about their students. Is it funny? Yeah, it's It's supposed great. to be funny, kind of like the office style. Oh, yeah. Do they talk to the camera? Yes. Okay, cool. I, I enjoyed it. Right on. All right, throwing it over to you, Sean. What do you got for us this week? All right, so my double feature focuses on student versus teacher with Matthew Broderick at the core playing both yeah. roles. Okay. Uh, first off, we're going with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, eighty six. And I say teacher, he was at odds with the principal. But, Mostly. Uh, the teachers loved him. Yes, they did. But uh, he's uh, at odds with... Uh, the administration. With Ed Rooney. Yes. Uh, written and directed by John Hughes, of course, uh, Matthew Broderick, Alan Ruck, Mia Sarah, and lots and lots of other good folks. In my brain, I always put the principal from Breakfast Club in this movie. Oh, really? Like in my memory, yeah. But I always have to remember Ed Rooney. Mess with the bull, you're going to get the horns. <laughs> you're going to get the horns, young man. All right, so I'm pairing that with 1999's Election, uh-huh. which was directed by Alexander Payne, uh, who wrote the screenplay based on the Tom Parada novel, starring Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon, and mm-hmm. Chris Klein. And you've got a very ambitious student government. Uh, I love this movie. Chick who's mm-hmm. going for president, and uh, she locks horns with Matthew Broderick. Yes. And boy, does it get serious. <laughs> if Reese Witherspoon wasn't on your radar before this, she was after. <laughs> this is a great movie. I, yeah. I love it. And 
So yeah, I was, it just occurred to me that Matthew Broderick has played both ends of the spectrum yeah. on this type of film. Very cool. So back to what I was saying about the principal from The Breakfast Club. I'm pretty sure that Principal Skinner is based on him. Oh, yeah. It's very much a caricature. All right. Well, I went with a couple of garbage movies that I enjoyed just for the hell of it. Uh, my first one is going to be Lean on Me. No, I'm just <laughs> The first one... <laughs> First one is going to be Bad Teacher from 2011, directed by Jake Kasdan, who is Mario Kasdan's son. Uh, it's got a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. For most, teaching is an honorable profession, except for Elizabeth, played by Cameron Diaz. The foul-mouthed, boozy woman can't wait to marry a rich man and quit her job, but she has to rethink her plans when her sugar daddy dumps her. Then, Scott Delacorte, played by Justin Timberlake, JT, a substitute teacher who's cute and rich arrives. Elizabeth can't wait to sink her teeth into a new meal ticket, but she faces stiff competition from Amy, played by Lucy Punch, who's really good in it, uh, a popular and perky colleague. Then I'm pairing that with a more recent 2017 Fist Fight. This one's direct directed by Richie Keene, and it's only got a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but it does star... Charlie Day and Ice Cube. So Charlie Day, uh, I'm a huge fan uh, from season one of Always Sunny. And so on the last day before summer vacation, high school teacher Andy Campbell, played by Charlie Day, tries his best to keep it together amid senior pranks. A dysfunctional administration and budget cuts threaten his job. Things go from bad to worse when he crosses Ron Strickland, played by Ice Cube, the school's toughest and most feared teacher. When Strickland gets fired, he challenges Campbell to a fistfight after school. As news of the showdown spread like wildfire, poor Andy desperately seeks any way out of this certain date with doom. <laughs> yeah, they're they're bad. I mean, they're they're stupid, silly teacher movies, and they were both pretty fun. All right, uh, so I'm I'm doing I'm saying not recommends for mine. I got recommends on mine. Mine too. All right, fair enough. Let's go into our feature segment, which is the recast. And this is where we take a pre-selected film that is within the genre we're talking about this week, and then we hypothetically recast it or the a few of the main roles with contemporary actors who are at, at the, the height of their, their tenure. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and the first movie uh I think is pretty much the gold standard for a teacher drama. And it is 1989's Lean on Me, directed by John G. Avidson. It's got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, and there are some controversial things in it. But in this fact-based film, a New Jersey superintendent, Dr. Frank Napier, played by Robert Guillaume. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Watches helplessly as Eastside High becomes the lowest ranked school in the state. With nowhere else to turn, Dr. Napier enlists Maverick ex teacher Joe Clark, played by Morgan Freeman, to take over as principal of the declining school. Unfortunately for Clark, before he can focus on improving the student body's state exam scores, he has to somehow rid the school of its gang and narcotics problems. There's a scene we mentioned last night at Trivia where he's holding a baseball bat, and he says, <laughs> they used to call me Crazy Joe. Well, I guess now they can call me Batman. And uh, what did you guys think of the movie? 
thought it was a little too squeaky clean. Okay. This came out yeah. when I was in high school uh, as a sophomore, and I'm pretty sure that I had to do a report on the real, the real Joe. The real dude. And I think that, uh, but it's a film, so I mm-hmm. expect them to compress the timeline and make the loose ends all tie up right. pretty pretty neat. Side uh, note, uh, when the movie came <laughs> out, uh, Joe Clark, the real, is it Joe Clark? Yeah. The real Joe Clark was actually suspended from being principal because he held an assembly where there was uh, dancers and the dancers were scantily clad. Yeah. And he said that he didn't know about it ahead of time. And ironically, the person who had to suspend him was Dr. Frank Napier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was my takeaway from it. That was a little too cut and drive with a nice okay. little bow on it. But outside of that, it's got some great performances. The, yes. the rooftop scene rooftop is scene iconic. Alone, yes. Yeah. And Chelsea, thoughts? I kind of agree with Sean, but it's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like a great movie. It rides like strongly in the middle. And what do you think about the song? <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate the late 80s remix okay. uh, that, that where they sing it and sample the little keyboard thing oh, at yeah, the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it originally Bill Withers? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I'm did so you... glad we got to hear it, like the original yes. and then the crappy Jesus. remix right Back to back. Have you watched it recently? I have not. Okay, we caught the uh, at the beginning, and when he's rounding up the uh, the roughhousers, the drug dealers, yeah. kicking him out, dude. Uh, a young Michael Imperioli. Oh, is one of the students. It's so good. Michael Imperioli. I'm not familiar with that name. From uh, Sopranos. The Sopranos. Oh wow. Okay, is he the the uh, nephew? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So he's one of the kids that gets rounded up and kicked That's out of school. That's awesome. That's super cool. All right. Well. The roles that we're recasting, first we've got Principal Joe Clark, played by Morgan Freeman. Then we've got Thomas Sams, played by Jermaine Hopkins. Then we've got uh, Miss Levias, played by Beverly Todd. And then Dr. Frank Napier, played by Robert Guillaume uh, Benson himself. You mentioned Soap earlier. Benson was a spinoff of Soap, wasn't it? Yes. Super cool. It's all coming full circle, man. Oh, you just wait. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Chelsea, you told me earlier, like right before recording time, Sorry. that you don't have picks this week, but you do have some other sort of treat for us. I do. And do you want to do that uh, in the same order we would normally go around? Yeah. All right. So go ahead and give it to us. So I have a book. It's called F and Exams, the very best totally wrong test answers. This book... Is it F and Exams? Yeah. Like fucking exams and sure. the grade F. Yeah. It's a double entendre. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Um. It's just really funny test answers. Okay. So I'm just, instead of picks, I'll read one. So this one is in chemistry. And it says, the question is, what is a nitrate? Okay. Answer is, it's much cheaper than a day rate. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. All right. Over to you, Sean. Who's your pick for Principal Joe Clark? All right. Morgan Freeman was yes. 52 years old at the time. I'm okay. picking an actor who was 54. Uh, you would know him from shows such as Boardwalk Empire. Yes. Uh, the film 12 Years a Slave, Assassin's Creed, uh, The Wire, and Lovecraft Country. I went with Michael Kenneth Williams. Oh, yeah. That's good. Michael Kenneth Williams. I hear you. All right. Well, my pick uh, is 46 now. I had Morgan Freeman at 50, but you know, me and math, 
we have a very uh, tumultuous relationship. Uh, my actor is 46 now. He was in, these are all going to give it away, Green Book, Moonlight, Hidden Figures, The Curious Case, case of Benjamin Button, and True Detective Season 3. It's Mehishala Ali. Very good. Very good. All right. Next up, we've got Thomas Sams, the young juvenile who is becoming delinquent. And Morgan Freeman takes it on to himself to kind of steer him back on the straight and narrow. Yeah. After kicking him out with the roughhousers and yes. ruffians, he begs his way back in uh -huh. on the famous rooftop scene yes. and tries to maintain that straight and narrow. Yeah. Uh, very powerful scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's great. All right. And Chelsea, give us another. Uh, this is in biology. Question reads, what is the highest frequency noise that a human can register? What is it? Answer is Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Sean, who's your pick for Thomas Sams? All right. Jermaine Hopkins was 16 at the time. I went with uh -huh. another 16-year-old. Um, he can be seen in Henry Danger, Angie Tribeca, Raven's Home, and Tabula Rasa. His name is Donovan Whitfield. Okay. Right um, on. He's got hey, some face value. Real quick, what do you have for the release year on this movie? Um, I have 80... Uh... I have 89. I have 89 too, so it's just my math. Okay. All right. My pick is, oh, he was in Good Boys. He's only 13 now, but he looks a little bit older. He's in an indie film called Lemon that was pretty decent. And he's also on the TV show The Last Man on Earth. His name is Keith L. Williams. I loved him in Good Boys. Yeah, he was great. Very funny. All right. Next, we've got Miss Levias, played by Beverly Todd, who was 39 and 43 <laughs> i've got 41 <laughs> all right chelsea on that uh this is in physics write the first and second laws of thermodynamics mm -hmm. first rule of thermodynamics is you don't talk about thermodynamics <laughs> <laughs> second rule of thermodynamics is you don't talk about th thermodynamics <laughs> this is great where did you get this book um I just think I found it at Barnes and Noble. That's awesome. I just I think these are hysterical. Really good, uh, Sean. Your pick for Miss Levias. Miss Levias character. She's the vice principal. Um, mm -hmm. I went with a forty-three year old actress who can be seen in The Last King of Scotland, mm -hmm. Save the Last Dance, Django Unchained, and Scandal. I went with Carrie Washington. Nice. Carrie Washington's great. Yeah, Miss Levias was very pretty. And we just and saw Carrie Washington in, was it for Colored Girls? Yep. Yeah. Fairly early before she was the mega star that she is now. Right. Um, so my actress is 50. She was, she really came onto my radar. She was probably known to other people before this, but she came onto my radar with the movie Hustle and Flow. Uh, she's also in Hidden Figures. She's in Baby Boy, Proud Mary, and the TV show Empire. Her name is Taraji P. Henson. Yeah. yeah. Taraji P. Henson is my pick for Miss Levias. Next up, we've got Dr. Frank Napier, played by 62-year-old Robert Guillaume. Yes. Oh, Yay. I wrote down 60, but I think I've you, gotten I've, I've got a pattern. 
Chelsea, hit us with another one. This is in business and technology. Uh-huh. Explain the phrase free press. The okay. answer is when your mom irons pants for you. Oh. <laughs> Good mom. <laughs> All right. And your pick, Sean. All right. I went with a 60-year-old actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he is known for several roles, but you can be seen in uh, Hunt for Red October, Space Cowboys, mm-hmm. uh, Office Christmas Party, but ironically, he's also in another teacher movie, Dangerous Minds. I went with Courtney B. Vance. Courtney B. Vance is awesome. And he's the the uh, audio tech guy in Hunt for Red October, right? That's right. The one who um, listens to the whales and also classical music. Yep. Uh, all right. My pick is 56 now. He was in Hotel Rwanda, Boogie Nights, a few of the Iron Man movies, and Crash. His name is Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle would be good. Don Cheadle. Um, so speaking of Hotel Rwanda, the real guy that that's based on has been in the news lately. He was basically abducted from one country to another and is being prosecuted for, I think, terrorism-related charges. And he's also suing the airline that, that flew him oh, from wow. one country to the other. Ooh. Yeah. Final thoughts on Lean On Me. It was okay. I liked it just fine. It yeah, I liked good it. Feels. I liked it quite a bit, but it, like I said, it has been a little while since I watched it. Uh, so I'm still going to say recommend, though. Yeah, it's worth a watch. It's got some very, very good scenes, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, you know Morgan Freeman's Morgan Freeman. You know what you're going to get. Chelsea, can you get us give us one more test answer before we go into intermission? I'm oh, loving yeah. this. So this is psychology. Okay. Using your knowledge of Freud, provide an example of when a dream represents Freud's theory. This is the answer. If you dream about cookies, it means you are subconsciously thinking about sex. But if you are dreaming about sex, it means you're thinking about cookies. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, when I'm working out, I'm thinking about having sex. And when I'm having sex, I'm thinking about working out. Oh. All right, with that, we're going to head into the intermission, but not before we say, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some square pizza. And the little <laughs> containers of chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. All right, Chop Shoppers, thank you for bearing with us during intermission. This is your host, Travis, and I just have one question for you, Sean. What is one way we could make our podcast more prominent? Oh, if our listeners would rate and review us on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe to us oh, yeah, subscribe. on iTunes. And, and, or, and, and pin your friends down and, and force them to do it. Make them go ahead and do a review. We're very under like, like, like Make it a whole pyramid scheme. Get the people under them yeah. to do it. and multiply A podsy it. scheme. Oh, I like it. Yes. You folks who are listening right now, it would be fantastic if while you're listening or right after, you don't have to stop the show, don't stop the show, but if afterwards you could go to iTunes and give us a review or a rating, that would be awesome as well, or on whatever uh, podcatcher app it is that you're listening to us. We're on a few of them. And also, uh, be aware of our online presence. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash cinemachopshop. 
We're hosted natively online on Podbean. It's Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean. And our Twitter handle is at Cinema Chop Shop. We do a lot of stuff on there like our movie marathon where Sean consistently kicks my ass. Also, our uh, email address is cinemachopshop at gmail.com. You can email us anytime. We check it frequently. The beers that we check in after intermission, you're about to find out about some, are always checked in on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. And we are Cinema Chop Shop on there. Once again, thank you to you, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the rest of the show. And now... On with the show. All right, we are back. Thank you for bearing with us, Chop Shoppers. And when we come back for in, from intermission, what do we like to do, Sean? Beer check-in. And we've got one of the most on-theme beers you could possibly have for this episode. And it just so happens to come from a little place called Seminar Brewing. That's that, right. That's SeminarBrewing.com. And what are we drinking? We're drinking Educator uh-huh. Doppelbach. Nice. And... uh Describe what we can expect. Uh, you can expect some very rich chocolatey notes, some uh, deep caramel type flavors, mm-hmm. as well as some high alcohol content. Deep Probably. Caramel is my favorite prog rock band. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> and uh, Educator is probably one of the best beers that I think that we produce, quite frankly. It's definitely on style for this time of year. Oh, yeah. That's just really good. ABV? I think it's like around eight, yeah. eight and a half. Yeah, it's something. got a little a little heftiness to it. Uh, speaking of seminar, I saw today I went in to get my paycheck, and I saw that they had bottled up the Mexican lager. Yeah, it's going to continue lagering in the bottle for another month. Cool. I think. And then uh, then it'll be out. And it's true. We're, we're just calling it Corona? No. <laughs> no, it's called Adios Amigo. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, while we enjoy that beer, let's get into the 2020 movie marathon. As of this recording, it is the 352nd day of the year, and I'm on 403. I only saw three movies this week. Chelsea, what are you on? I'm actually on 343.5. 343.5, which means you're uh, about 14 away. Is that right? And then, or we're 14 days away from the end of the year. I'm going to do it. And you are. You're you're on a good pace to do it. And Sean, where are you on? I'm at 418. Oh man, for 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 420 you should watch a, like a weed movie. Yes, <laughs> I think I will. My first check-in for this week is going to be number 401. And this was just kind of a random movie that I put on with Michelle, my lovely wife Michelle. Drink. Oh, drink. By all means, drink. And it stars Mina Suvari. Um Oh, wow. I haven't seen her in a while. I did not remember her having so many moles on her face. And if she doesn't, then it was a weird choice for the makeup, for the, artist. For the makeup artist. But she plays the mom in this, and her teenage daughter has come home from college. She, she's a freshman year in college. And her mother has this mysterious new boyfriend who's too good to be true. He's like the perfect physical <clears throat> specimen, and he's a scientist, and he's very nurturing and caring. And what what's going on? Is it like the Stepford Wives or? So his name is John Smith. Oh, my God. And I called the twist uh, at pretty, pretty early on in the first uh, yeah. in the first act. But 
my description better than the reviews and better better than I expected, but I totally called the twist in the first ten minutes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it. So spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, there he's an alien. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And he's growing these like nematodes or something that <laughs> yeah. he uses to control people. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a body snatchers kind of thing. Kind of yes. Alien thing. Okay. Um, my first film is going to be Chick Fight. Chick Fight. And this is starring uh, Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. She's great. And um, Alec Baldwin. But uh, it's it's a mildly entertaining film about a girl who's kind of getting kicked around by life. Mm-hmm. Her friend introduces her to an underground fight club that was started by, unbeknownst to her, by her late mother. Oh, wow. And she gets kind of brought into the fold. Now, is it at all a parody of Fight Club? It's not a parody. They okay. do borrow some themes from Fight Club, but uh, Bella Thorne is in it as the bad guy. Like, and she's how is she? Really good. Okay, so she surprised me in the last thing I saw her in, Girl. Yeah. Um, so maybe she's starting to show some acting chops. Uh, and, and I say, don't get me wrong, she doesn't give a stellar performance. Right. But in a compared to some of the things we've seen her in before, in compared a, to in, in the babysitter, in a mediocre movie, she was very refreshing. Okay, what uh, my favorite part of the film though is a former wrestler Kevin Nash plays Malin Ackerman's gay father. Oh wow, and it's hilarious because you know, <laughs> Kevin Nash is about six foot eight. Yes, and it, he's great. He's, oh man, I wish I wish we had somebody here more knowledgeable than me so we could figure out his wrestling name. I think it was just Kevin Nash. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. All right, so that sounds. Uh, w- did you like it? Um, better than I expected right, it to be. Okay, it was. It, don't get me wrong. It's now, just, did, uh, at any point did they uh, pull each other's hair? No, this was like straight up like MMA did style they fighting. Ever accidentally grope each other? Oh my god! No, they didn't get into that either. Did their did their garments slip off? No, I think that came out in the eighties. Oh, okay. So it's not a romp. No. Okay. My God. So is it back to me? No, it's my turn. Okay, go ahead. I have a movie that I think the two of you will like if you haven't seen it. I don't know what year it's from. I literally just finished watching it before Mm -hmm. we came out here. Um, It's called The Sunlit Night, and it has Mm. Jenny Slate. Yes. uh, Zach Galifianakis, a few other people. Anyways, Is it in Alaska? Uh, Norway. Norway, okay. Have cool. you seen it? No, I, I think I've heard of it though. Is it is it a comedy, dramedy? Um, I mean, there's comedic elements, uh-huh. but I would prove more of a, a drama. Is, is it a rom dramedy? Yeah, it's it's great though. Cool, I loved it. I, I mean, think those, you guys will like it too. People... She plays an artist in okay. it, Fantastic. and she's working on a really cool project. Love both of those performers. Um, do you get to see the Aurora Borealis? You get to see Jenny Slate very nude. Well, that's a wonder of the world for me. My next pick is one that I mentioned to you last week, Sean. It's from the uh, the animation studio Cartoon Saloon, and not Salon. I looked it up. It's Cartoon Saloon, who did The Breadwinner recently, also The Book of Kells. Uh, they're an Irish hand-drawn animation studio, and they do great, wo- great work. And the movie's called The Wolf Walkers. And it's about a young girl whose 
uh, who comes to Ireland from England with her father. And her father is ordered by the Lord Protector to get rid of the wolves in the area. And she she makes friends with a young, like, wildling girl. And the the wildling girl turns out to be a wolf walker or kind of like a skin walker or a werewolf uh, type. And it was really, really good. Uh, it immediately made it into my top 20 of 2020, which we're going to talk about on the next episode, right? Right. And I've seen that movie show up on a few lists so far so far nice. so that's i'm <clears throat> i agree with you i love the aesthetic of that studio mm-hmm. um i'm gonna check in mank i won't talk too much about it because you kind of talked about it last yeah but week. i didn't i didn't do it justice i you... think i'm i think i'm higher on it than you were yes uh, i agree visually stunning um i think trent reznor and atticus atticus ross yeah i failed to mention that completely. i think they win the oscar for best score yeah i felt like i was Again. watching a classic film on criterion channel it yes was so Beautifully done. Right down to the the thing you pointed out. Oh yeah, the cigar burns on uh, the to indicate that we're going into Act Two uh-huh. and Act Three, which is something that I learned about from the movie Fight, Fight Club, Club exactly. also directed by David Fincher. <laughs> yeah. um, and in that, the cigar burns are an indicator to the projectionist to change the reels. Change the reels. Uh, but I did want to comment though that Act Two is a timely indictment of Trumperism. Okay, yeah. The entire second act is about you know supporting a industry giant and doing his bidding and and never questioning his whim. What and, did you think about the uh, casting of Hearst? That's what I said. There is no accident that they used the actor who portrayed Tywin Lannister right. as Hearst, and uh, they made a a made for TV movie a while back or it might have been a mini series about the making of citizen kane and that guy cromwell do you know who i'm talking about yeah. his last name is cromwell yeah. he played hearst and i think those two actors are kind of similar very similar uh dan dancy dancy and cromwell is it dancy the guy from i think game you're of right i think that's yeah. his real name chelsea uh, so i watched a film called nostalgia from Mm -hmm. 2018 and i was oh i have nostalgia about 2018 i was (laughs) sobbing at the end of it like uncontrollably because there there wasn't a pandemic and riots in the streets no um the film is a bunch of vignettes and they're, they're all kind of connected though and it's about people um losing somebody okay starts off with like uh, an insurance agent coming to appraise uh, an older gentleman's house because he doesn't have, you know, long to live. And his daughter just wants something from him that she can remember him by. Okay. So it plays on loss and objects and people holding on to memories and stupid ass John Hamm is in it. Fuck him. But I still watched it. <laughs> um, Ellen Bern- Bernstein is in it. Bern- I cannot say her name. Burston. Thank you. Ellen Burston. Thank you. Ellen Berenstain. I cannot <laughs> say it. The Y throws me off. Yes. Um, It was great. I didn't really know much about it going into it. Okay. And it, yeah, it was, I really liked it. I like that concept of attaching emotion to objects. And I think that it's just an innate human thing to do that. Well, it, one of the things that they played with was um, they started out with like an older generation. Uh-huh and brought it younger and realizing you know somebody from the the newer generations mm-hmm. if they lose something if 
their cell phone or their computer are with them, yes, everything is gone. Yeah, you feel naked. And I mean, it. Ah, yeah. All right, cool. That sounds like a good movie. Um, it's on Hulu. I believe. Remind me the name one more time. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Excellent. All right, I've got one more, and it's a movie that I just saw last night. It's an excellent film from 2020. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Uncle Frank, and it is a heartfelt LGBTQ-friendly story about a gay man who reluctantly returns to his home in South Carolina for his father's funeral, uh, directed by Alan Ball, who did Six Feet Under, and starring Paul Bettany as the main character. Wow. Uh, He's good. The girl who plays his niece, Sophia Lillis, she's kind of a newcomer, uh, really good. But the guy who steals the show is an actor named uh, Peter McDesey. And he is, in real life, he's the partner of Alan Ball. Okay. And he's a, um, I think I think in real life he might be Pakistani, but he plays a Saudi Arabian man in this. Okay. And he's just so charismatic and loving and supportive. It's, you can't not like him. And he, he insists on accompanying Paul Frank to the funeral. And Frank's like, no, you don't understand. This is South Carolina. They'll disown me. Uh, and he manages to come along anyway he rents a car and follows them oh my god (laughs) yeah um it was it was really good and i i recommend it okay um i'm gonna check in never rarely sometimes always okay and that is the uh multiple choice question you get when uh somebody's doing your sexual profile yes at an abortion clinic oh uh, this is an unflinching look at a teen's handling of an unplanned pregnancy on the down low from her parents. By the way, bravo to the talented Sharon Von Etten, musician, playing the role of mother. Um, She's great. This film was uncomfortable from the start to finish, as so it should be. Successfully uncomfortable. I, I think every man should watch this movie to understand what a teen girl would go through right. if she was pregnant and yeah it's very and, easy easy to uh cast stones it is and this movie is exceptional in that through many of the scenes where she's at like the abortion clinic getting her information the the camera's just locked on her and there's shit going on behind her like questions and noises and yeah. office it's on her it, it it's one of those films where i was watching it and i was like well this is okay but after it's over, it's still playing in my mind. Yes. And I'm like, okay, this movie's good. That's a that's a phenomenon that we've kind of come across in the course of doing this show is these movies where we're not quite sure if we like it at the time, but then the next day or the day after that, we're still thinking about it. This mm-hmm. came out in March, and I don't know why there wasn't more buzz about it, but it's it's really good. I, I highly recommend this. Never, sometimes, maybe, always. It's rarely, never, rarely, rarely sometimes, sometimes, always. always. That's and. the answer about me masturbating. Okay. <laughs> On a lighter note. Chelsea, what you got? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Give thank us a comedy. You. Uh, it's not a comedy. Damn it. We need I'm sorry. I, I This will be brief because Sean hasn't seen this movie, but brief oh my God, underwear. I watched uh, Melancholia. Holy shit. Oh yeah. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Uh, Lars von Trier. Yeah. Okay. And what did you think? Um, I... I think I have to watch it again because yeah. I don't fully understand. That's, thus is the everything. nature of Lars von Trier movies. But wow. Yeah. 
Wow. I really liked the movie. Uh, I, uh, it was beautiful. Can we? What can we say about it without giving away too much? Um, Isn't there another planet? Okay, well, that wraps us up on 2020 Movie Marathon for this week. I think that was a good leg. And it brings us into The Recast Continued. Part two. Second semester. Remedial. And <laughs> this time... Um, you pointed out to me that it's a very similar film yeah. to the previous one, but we are uh, transposing the African-American community for a Hispanic Latinx community, correct? Yeah. And this is the very famous Stand and Deliver from 1988, directed by Ramon Menendez, not no relation, and he was, uh, or it had an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Los Angeles high school teacher Jamie Escalante, or Jaime Escalante, uh, played by Edward James Olmos, is being hassled by tough students like Angel Guzman, played by the 26-year-old Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie is also pressured by his bosses who want him to control his raucous classroom. Caught in the middle, he opts to immerse his students in higher math. After intensive study, his students ace California's calculus test only to learn that their scores are being questioned. They'll have to retake the exam in order to quiet the critics. Thoughts? I didn't really care for it. I, I thought it was cartoonish. I thought the... Uh, I, you know, I've seen Edward James almost in a lot of stuff, yeah. and so I felt that his his ultra-Latino accent yes. was over the top. And he did, and, uh, I mentioned earlier, he did use like a hair thinning treatment and gained 20 pounds for the role um so it's pretty method it just i i don't know it's a great true story it would have been um, better if they would have had just like one song by coolio yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the end of the film it will show you that the the numbers of students that he was teaching passing this ap calculus uh -huh. test continued to rise year after year which is a great story but uh, the film itself, I was not on board for. I Another just... thing I read is that almost went and actually spent time with the real Escalante. And, That's cool. And learned from him. Uh, Chelsea, what were your thoughts? Uh, I had to watch this movie a lot in school, and I yeah. hated those days. And I would beg uh -huh. the teacher, "Can we just watch The Outsiders instead, please?" Uh -huh. It sounds like a. It sounds like a. And I, I definitely watched it in school too. But it sounds like it's kind of the day when the teacher was hungover. And oh they yeah! Just put the video on. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the roles that we're going to recast first, we've got Jamie Escalante, played by Edward James Olmos, who was forty-one at the time. Mm -hmm. All right. Then we've got Angel Guzman, played by Dakota himself, Lou Diamond Phillips, and he was twenty-six, like we said. Then we've got Anna Delgado, a, a fellow student, played by Vanessa, Vanessa Marquez. And she was 20. And then finally, we've got Ramirez, played by Andy Garcia, who was 32. Sean, since he's one of your favorites, can you explain his role in this? Yeah, he's uh, it's perfect casting because he's a fucking rat bastard. Uh -huh. He is part of a the governing body of, of making sure that these tests are on the up and up, and they accuse the class of cheating. Yeah, because they did well. Because they're, they, they they're all passed. Hispanic kids. 18 out of 18 passed, yes. which is, it blew the, the statistics mm -hmm. out of the water. Yet they had no proof. Right. They could not figure out how it happened. 
but they were still cheaters. And uh, he was even accused of being racist. It sounds like some similar rhetoric that I've, I keep hearing on the news, like right now. Yeah. It's uh, very strange. Right? This isn't real. This didn't happen. You cheated. Yeah. Yeah? How? Uh huh. Show me the evidence. Chelsea, you want to go first with a sweet ass story about a test answer? Yeah, this is business and technology again. Uh huh. Uh, question is, what is a computer virus? Here's okay. the answer an STD, a systematically transmitted disease. <laughs> now, I'm starting to smell some plants, meaning, was this written by an author? Or are these actually collected from teachers across the country? I believe he collected them. Okay. Um, because I want to believe that he collected them, but some like, of them sound a little bit too good to be true. Yeah. I'd still love I don't that. know. I, I go into it with, you know, grain of salt kind of thing and hope that they're real. Fair enough. All right. So, Sean, your pick. I went with a 41-year-old actor mm -hmm. of uh, Guatemalan descent. Interesting. Um, he was in A Most Violent Year. He was in Inside Lewin Davis. Uh-huh. He's going to be in Dune. Yep. He's been recently cast as Mark Spector, the Moon Knight, uh -huh. in the upcoming Marvel series with Oscar Isaac. Very nice. Uh, did you mention <clears throat> that he was in Star Wars? <laughs> I didn't feel the need, but go ahead. Fill in the gaps. Uh, no, my, my pick is 47 okay. now. Okay. Uh, he was in Employee of the Month. He was in uh, Crank. And Crank 2, what was it? High Voltage? Crank high 2, voltage. High Voltage. And uh, the Will Ferrell movie, the Spanish language Will Ferrell movie, Casa de Mi Padre. <laughs> and also Napoleon Dynamite as Pedro. Nice. His name is Efren Ramirez. Efren Ramirez. Can you believe he's 47 now? I'm Pedro's so 47. I'm glad that you cast him. That's yeah. great. Is, doesn't he look a lot like the he really does. Escalante? I believe him Chelsea. as a teacher. Chelsea, look. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I love it. Um, So I win. Just remember no. to watch John. No. Nope. 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 <laughs> Next, we've got Angel Guzman, played by 26-year-old Lou Diamond Phillips. But before we get to your recast, Chelsea, what's another test answer? Uh, this is history and geography. Okay. Question reads, what were the consequences of the Cold War? Here's the answer. Uh -huh. Everyone got really hot, what, with all the running, fighting in the snow with snowballs and riding horses, <laughs> pulling sleds. No wonder Santa Claus has rosy cheeks. Oh. <laughs> That's great. So good. <laughs> All right. Your angel, Sean. All right. I went with a 20-year-old actor. Okay. So I did better than their casting director. Uh, he's from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, he was in Burro mm -hmm. for 2019. Or Burrito, depending. He was in Unwritten. He was in Power Rangers Beast Mode. Beast Mode! And he can currently be seen in the Peacock reboot of Saved by the Bell. Yes. I went with Abraham Rodriguez. Abraham Rodriguez. Is he going to play Slater? No, he's not Slater. Hmm. He, they didn't... It's not a... It's a... It's a I guess it's you a said it's a reboot. It's a continuation. Okay. I'm sorry. Speaking of Slater, did you see that Mario Lopez is playing Colonel Sanders on a Lifetime movie? He already did it. Broadcast, man. My pick is a male actor who's 23 now. He's in a show called On My Block, which I've never seen, but apparently it's fairly popular. 
He's also in another obscure television show called Teen Wolf as Mateo. And get this, get this. He's in an upcoming movie that is called simply R hashtag J as Tybalt. Oh. Yes. R hashtag J. Yes. Wow. Wow. And his name is Diego Tinoco. Diego Tinoco is going to be my Angel Guzman. He needs to work on those eyebrows. A little bit. A little bit. He's getting into Frida Kahlo, Anthony Davis territory. Yeah. It's like a couple of couple of caterpillars got scared from each other and are running away on his face. Next up, we've got Anna Delgado, played by Vanessa Marquez, who was also twenty. Who was twenty? Uh, but first, Chelsea. Uh, this is biology. Adam cuts his arm. Blood gushes out and is red in color. What does this show? Answer. He is not a robot. He's a real boy. <laughs> um, All right. So I went with a 19 year old actress. Good. Um, she can be seen in the Transformers The Last Night. She was in Instant Family. She was in Sicario 2. Hmm. But most would know her from the Dora the Explorer movie. Yes. And with Isabella Merced. Nice. Dora the Explorer. Okay, so my pick for Anna Delgado's character is 22 now. She's in Stellina Blue, Marvel's Runaways as Gertrude Yorks, and One Day at a Time and Atypical. Her name is Ariella Barrer. Ariella Barrer. I liked her in Runaways. Okay, is that a good show? Yeah, the comic was better than and the show. And it's a it's a like a web show, right? No, it it was like on ABC. No, I mean Spider Man or in something. It. No. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, what's Spider Man's favorite place to get his medical advice? WebMD. WebMD. <laughs> Next, the final role is Ramirez, who's played by Andy Garcia, who was thirty two at the time. Uh, and originally, Andy Garcia was supposed to play a student. Does not make any sense. <laughs> At 32. And Chelsea, before we do that. Sorry, I lost my page, but I can remember this one. Yes. It's chemistry. And it says, uh, question is, explain the difference between H2O and uh, CO2. Yes. And answer is H2O is hot water uh-huh. and CO2 is cold water. Oh. <laughs> Oh, this country is lost. I love it. All right. Uh, Who's your pick? Well, it's tough to cast or recast Anthony. I mean, (laughs) Antonio Garcia. Here we go. (laughs) It's tough to recast Andy box office poison Garcia. Yeah. But I'm going to try. I went with a 54-year-old actor because that role does not really rely on age. But I'm bringing it full circle. We started out the uh, first segment with him. Uh, he can be seen in Summer of Sam, The Lovely Bones, Goodfellas, and The Sopranos. I went with Michael Imperioli. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Full circle. Oh, man. For a second, you said The Lovely Bones. I thought you were going to say Stanley Tucci. Nope. The Tooch. Tucci game, Tucci game, Tucci game. <laughs> Tucci bandana, Tucci bandana. My pick for Ramirez is 41 now. He was in Ex Machina, Inside Lewin Davis, the Star Wars sequel trilogy and the upcoming Dune. His name is 
Oscar Isaac. You don't say. Oscar Isaac. I think he looks more like Andy Garcia than he does Edward James Olmos. Okay. All right. Chelsea, you got one more for us? Yeah. This is uh, A, B, C, and D. Uh-huh. There's four Multiple parts. choice. Yeah. No, not multiple choice. You okay. have to answer each of them. It says, suggest an appropriate word for each of these meanings. An appliance or implement designed to help one do work. Answer. My parents and the internet. <laughs> to be on water without sinking. Answer, Jesus. Whoa. Aggressive, harsh. My brother and my teacher, Mrs. Topley. Is this Mrs. Topley's class that we're in? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, faultless or highly skilled. My answers. <laughs> oh, thoughtless or highly <laughs> skilled. Um, wow. that uh, That's... Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. So. Not a recommend. Not a recommend from you, no. Chelsea. No. Watch still, The Outsiders. I'm still going to say uh, recommend for Stand and Deliver uh, just for La Bamba. Uh, and this came out like one year after La Bamba. Yep. And he and another uh, actress in this played mother and son in that. All right. So that's going to bring us to our bonus segment which this week we're back to a battle royale. It's going to be between Miss Frizzle, Miss Krabappel, or Mr. Van Dryzen. Oh. Now uh, for Ms. the listeners, Miss uh, Miss Frizzle is from Magic School Bus. Miss Krabappel is from The Simpsons, and Mr. Van Dryzen is from Daria and Beavis and Beavis Butthead. and Butthead. Yes. Yeah. You went Daria first. Was he in Daria? I don't I think, think so. I don't think they're even at the same school. Yeah, they are. Beavis and Butthead okay. are in okay, Daria gotcha, in the gotcha. first season, but he's, he's not in there. He's in Beavis and Butthead. Yes. You have the angry guy in Daria. I'm thinking about yes. the angry teacher. Okay. Who spits a lot. I can't think of his name. Um, it's not COVID friendly. Martino, I think. Yeah. Mr. Martino. There you go. Uh, I picked Miss Frizzle okay. all the way. Because uh, Gingers Unite. Also, yes, but also I love the Magic School Bus. I am obviously picking Miss Kerbopel for uh, my Simpson loyalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miss Frizzle looks like um, she looks like Bette Midler. Bit. Yeah, and uh, Van Dryzen is a doormat. Yep. So I got to go with Kerbopel too. Yeah, Kerbopel for the win. And Frizzle is the best, and it's spelled like crab apple, but yep. with a K. All right, so with that, we need to wrap it up. I want to thank you, Chelsea, for being here. Anything that you want to plug? Is trivia next week? It is, yes. Yeah, I plug trivia. Trivia on the 23rd, and that will be week 12 of trivia. We're going to wrap up this season and come back after the new year, as long as people wear their fucking masks. <laughs> um and I also want to thank my co-host and engineer and co-producer, Sean the Brew Boss. What do you got to plug? Um, geez, I don't know, man. Please all be careful during the holidays. Yes. If you feel the boldness to go venture out, be be safe. Wear your mask. Be conscious and observant. And keep your distance from folks. And, and be if, careful. And if it is an option to stay home, for God's sake, stay home. Uh, do you know what next week's episode is? Well, we're taking a break. We're not having an episode next week, but we are having trivia. So I went ahead and did a sneak preview trivia question about Christmas movies. Nice. And here it is. Question. Who played the son 
Boyd Michener in Robin to Robin Williams' character Mitch Mitchler in 2014's Merry Friggin' Christmas. I don't know. I don't even know that I've movie. I've never even heard of this movie. The movie was the first Robin Williams movie to be released posthumously. Mm. I still... In fact, I think this may have been what killed him. Wow. I just didn't see Merry that. Friggin' Christmas stars Robin Williams and Joel McHale. Joel oh, McHale wow. plays his son. And he, he goes home for Christmas and realizes when he gets there that he forgot all the gifts at home. And he has to go back and get them. But his uh, cantankerous dad, played by Robin Williams, insists on riding along. Oh, that's, that's, that's the movie. That's great. With that, we're going to plug the podcast itself. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your podcatcher apps. We are also online on Podbean. It's Cinema Chop Shop on there. But you can really just Google Cinema Chop Shop. It'll bring you to somewhere where you can find our stuff. We're also on Twitter, at Cinema Chop Shop, and Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook. Our email is cinemachopshop at gmail.com. And then the beer that we checked in today, the educator from Seminar, is going to be checked in on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. And we are un- we are untapped on there as well. No, we are Cinema <laughs> Chop Shop on there as well. Finally, farewell and thank you to you, the listeners. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Wear your mask. Social distance. And be very careful over these holidays. We do wish you a happy holidays. And please remember to watch, watch Chop, chop Retrofit. retrofit. Give your teachers time off. <laughs> and tip your teacher. <laughs> Give them an apple. A krabappel. <laughs>